Thank you for calling Callahan and Rice Insurance Group. Please listen to the following options as they have recently changed. If you need an insurance quote, please press 2. If you know your party's three-digit extension, please dial it at any time. To use our dial-by-name directory, press 3 or press 4 for a list of departments and personnel. Enter the first three or four letters of the person's first or last name. Extension 134. Landon Bentham. Landon, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you today? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Everybody's game, I feel like, is contractors. I don't want to say that, but, you know, subcontractors, we can write all day very quickly. Um, but I like retail shops, too. I enjoy getting to know the downtown businesses here and working with them. So, again, there's really, I, I wish I could say that we, but me being only three years in, I, I just don't have a niche. I don't have, I haven't figured out what that is for me. That's all right. There's no rush. That was my buddy Landon Bentham of Callahan and Rice Insurance in Fayetteville, North Carolina and he's saying hey listen I don't have a niche and okay there's no really it's not like a peer pressure moment like you don't have to have a niche right and and I think if you listen to you know too many things too many people too long then you start to feel guilty for not having one and I guess maybe this feels healthy this feels like this might be beneficial I don't know maybe it's just for my personal sanity but why do you want a niche in the first place? Just because people say you should have one, it's all the it's all the rage. It's what the cool kids are doing. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But from my you know opinion and estimation of, of what it does, and I think this is my this is why I always make the argument to the generalist or the person that says I just I love having different conversations, unique conversations. I like to be able to talk to different people, and the reason that I I push back on that from time to time is that. What the niche the niche allows you to do, in this case, is um, again focus on something that you are presumably interested in, something that you are passionate about, something that you want to do every single day. Conversations with people that relate to you and you relate to them. On top of that, it's something that you are ultimately the best at, better than anybody in however wide of a radius as you've deemed necessary and or beneficial. And that's kind of, I think, another part of kind of the rush, the high, the exhilarating feeling that comes with picking a niche is that you being that dude that is better at this thing than, again, anybody else that then you know of, right? More importantly, it also lets you identify who you're talking to when and where and all those fun things but then you get really good and really fast and you can do you know that niche that thing way better and faster and then it's just more productive it's more efficient it just everything runs smoother right you are the thing is humming along that is why i think again the things that come along with a niche now that's not to say that you have to have one you can be that thing in a couple of different areas potentially it's up to you what you think you're capable of um but it also lets you kind of you know, really figure out you know how how you're going to 
attack things, the volume, the frequency, just really everything that's involved with stepping up to the plate. Okay, yeah, so, so let me just tell you, I hit singles all day. So, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that I've, that I've got here are all, almost all of it is uh, less than five grand accounts. There's nothing wrong with that either, Landon. And again, this is all back to the somehow the insurance shaming that we feel like is going on. The those numbers only matter if if you know Landon's saying I you know I just I hit singles all day long, but he's only hit ten singles all season in a 162 game season. That's not good. That's when the five thousand isn't good, right? And Landon told me what he was doing. I, I promise you, it's it's uh, rather rather impressive for only being in the business for three years. Uh, far superior to what I think I was doing at my three year mark. Uh, and again, it's the idea that, well, you know, and I sometimes I guess I I I can be guilty of getting on the five thousand dollar farm account as like the bane of my existence. Uh, just because if you actually break it down, what you're going to walk away with for the amount of time that I'm assuming you're going to spend to make that thing happen, it feels like the effort and energy could be better served somewhere else. But from what Landon's told me, what he's focusing on, he's able to do those accounts fast enough to where he's he's getting to a point where it's actually it's actually getting him to a, a place that he wants to be. As where he ultimately wants to be, absolutely not. And that's the other question. That's the other kind of side of the coin where this all makes sense is you know you know if you're if you one you want to avoid succeeding to failure right if you wrote every five thousand dollar farm policy within the range in which you feel capable or able to write it and you still are not where you want to be then you've you know succeeded to failure um that's that's kind of the first thing but the other thing that comes into play with with all of this with with that is you want to make sure that you can hit those numbers and it's up to you to decide what they are. Nobody else really, right? It's up, hey, where do I want to be? Where do I what do I want to do? And as long as you are okay with, happy with, enjoy, whatever those the answer to that question is and that thing, that niche, those people, this thing gets you to that, then that's it. Like that's game over. You've won. You've already beat the system because you've managed to do a thing enough to where you don't have to worry about other things. And that's what I think we get kind of caught up in. And it's 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 there there is no prerequisite to the amount of personal motivation and or kind of whatever to this business. It's really up to you. And and that's I think also what dictates these, I need a niche, it needs to be this, it needs to be that. Again, now I do think there, you know, I, 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 sometimes it, it might be worth just, you know, is, is it easier? Is there a fifteen or $20,000 account that might be just as easy to get and you're going to, you know, make a lot more? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. Certainly questions to ask, but you do have to have goals and you, and you need to understand what that looks like because, if you don't, then you have no idea how to get there. Ah, that's that's really good. I mean, I've sort of felt that relationships and building those relationships were kind of the next step for me. And I've had that written up on my board that sits in front of me every day that, you know, how can I be the most referred agent in this town? Well, now there's an idea and that's not a bad one, but this is a good example, right? Uh, that's an, What does it look like? 
to be the most referred agent in town. Now, Landon and I were discussing briefly about you know just different things, and I think we got onto the topic of you know personalized home auto. And again, over and over again, we all know this. I think we all know this. I mean, the only thing that I've seen that works consistently time and time again that almost anybody can have success with is again building the relationships with the referral partners, the mortgage brokers, the real estate guys, all that. We we know that, right? Um, but this is where, again, you know, I'm not saying like Landon, like he, he just made that statement to make the statement, but this is just kind of how important to understand the specifics of it. You know, I said, what does it look like to be the most referred agent in town? I would imagine, again, Fayetteville's a decent sized city, but it's not, it's not like a booming metropolis by any stretch of the match. I, I've never been. I know it's, I mean, it's a decent sized city, but does being the most referred agent in Fayetteville, North Carolina, in town, does that, again, get you to your goals? I would assume that it would be pretty close. It might be, but does it need to be, I want to be the most referred agent in maybe central North Carolina? My geography is terrible, but that sounds like Fayetteville might be somewhere in the middle of North Carolina. I don't know. The point is, is is that distinction, that classification big enough? Um and is it going to, again, are those numbers going to work out to where you're going to be able to make the money, hit the levels, do the things that you want? And that's what all this whole having a niche, not having a niche, that's what it's all about is asking yourself those questions, just working it forward, working it backwards, side to side, just massage it a little bit. And I do think there's a lot of young and even not so young agents that, that jump into new things and go from the one thing to the next. And just in general, business plans in general to where it is not, you know, there are assumptions made based on, I guess we'll say research, but it's just, it sounds like this thing might be a thing. And so we go ahead and pursue it when in reality, you know, six months, a year, year and a half, maybe two years in, it's like, Hey, wait a second. There might the market just might not be big enough for the area in which I thought it was. There just might be some adjustments. It needs might needs to be opened up. It might need to be closed off. Just allowing yourself in the world where you don't have a niche you're looking for when you want to do something that makes sense. That's important, right? Just I guess don't take yourself out of the at bat before you even step up to the plate, right? Just you know, even if you are just hitting signals, allow yourself to, you know, hit singles in the biggest park, you know, or biggest parks in the in the world, if you will. I, this analogy is getting terrible. I think that makes sense, right? You're playing in a baseball, you know, you're playing in the big leagues and you're just, you know, you, hey, you're playing in Wrigley Field. It's a big park. You're hitting a single in Wrigley versus like in single A, like low rookie ball. I, all right, you might not. It makes sense, I promise. But that that's, I think, maybe... Um, one of the things that might hold your non-existent niche back at the moment is not uh, allowing yourself enough confidence or credibility to do it in on a scale in which you might not think possible. I think that's the thing that I I, I, I anticipate changing the most over the next couple of years, five, maybe 10 years is where those sorts of things are going to be a lot easier for whether it's us or something to where that scale is going to really dramatically make a difference where the time invested is dramatically going to be reduced. It's just what does it look like and who is involved from point A to point B? I think that's kind of what, you know, we need to figure out who needs to be involved. What's the most important part of all that process. But 
the thing that we need to make absolutely sure is is that it's okay not to have a niche, but it doesn't hurt either. occurrence where you have like the most sympathy for the situation that's unfolding in front of your eyes and yet zero sympathy like you just have zero mercy and just want to see that person burn at the stake for what they are attempting to do at the moment well i've been on i've been on kid pickup duty here the last week or so based on you know the whole kids logistics of anyways and i'm, I'm doing the car rider line thing and tell me parents that are involved in this situation i mean I, again, I feel for it because sometimes you're just the dad who has no idea what's going on. I've been that dad. I just, it, you just don't know the drill, the order, the procedure of things, and and then you look like an idiot sometimes. A lot of the times, most of the time. But I'm sitting there. I'm in the car ride line, and this dude, this dude is just. There's like two ways to get it. Like there's like a street that comes like where the line kind of. Cur- Anyways, it makes sense. Like he could have come the wrong way. But he obviously sees like the gigantic line of cars that have formed along the other side of the school, but yet proceeds to just say, "Nah, I don't. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to ease my way in here as if he's merging like onto a highway." And I think every parent in life is saying, "Like, what is this guy doing? What? What is? Who is? Who does he think he is?" And I kind of wanted to be the dude in the front there that just didn't let him in and just kind of let him hang. I felt like at least one or two people should have made him sit there and just kind of own that moment a little bit longer than he, he had to. Uh, because, I don't know about you, but I'm, I mean, again, back to the, I'm the dad that's probably going to screw it up. I was the dad that was unaware of such procedures. I figured it out. I did not do that at any given point in time. Uh, but they let him in. I was disappointed a little bit that they weren't weren't ruthless enough to just really calm out. The, the worst part is like he was like a local. He had like a business. Like he had like words on his truck. It's like man, I don't. You know, you can't go. You can't go acting like that. Like with your business on the side of like you just don't. I don't want. I can't remember what he did. I should have. I should have taken the thing down. But it's like I don't really want to do business with that guy. He's a car car rider, lying cutter dude. Like he's just cutting in in the, the adult world. I don't understand how that's a thing. Like, how do we deal with it? We teach our kids to deal with it. Maybe we should talk to them about it. Well, that was a whole bunch of nonsense. What about you? Chohateagencynation.com. At what point in time have parents made undoubtedly questionable decisions? And how have you reacted? I'm curious. Joey at agencynation.com. Speaking of un-not questionable decisions, one thing you can certainly do that is not questionable is go to elevateconference.com, grab a ticket just uh, 20-ish some days before the uh, best ticket price for Elevate is no longer available. So you're going to want to go ahead and do that. Elevateconference.com.